What's going on, guys? It's Wednesday, March 4th. This week on the podcast, I have Kazmir Patterson, founder of SneakerCred. SneakerCred is working to provide provenance to individuals, artists, designers who have their own shoe design that would at some point in time would like to monetize that. It's a really cool idea. I personally like shoes, and I could see a lot of potential with this. Kazmir is also very interesting person, has quite a background in blockchain, and is very well educated. We have a great conversation. With that said, if you would like to make a contribution to the podcast, go into the description below this episode and click on the link to make a contribution so we can keep those ads away. And be sure to subscribe if you have not already and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain or sneaker cred or who likes shoes. All right. Enjoy. This is the Block Hash Podcast. All right. Casimir. Is it Casimir? Yeah, it's Casimir, but you can call me Cash. Cash? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right, Cash, how you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. Um, so thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast and um, dealing with some of the logistical issues. I know that's never fun. Um, but to kind of start so my audience can get familiar with uh, you and who you are and what you do, tell me a little bit about uh, your background and kind of how you got uh, to where you, now, you, where you are now in the space. Sure. So um, my background is uh, in college. I um, studied computer science and algae information systems at DePaul University. Um, and then also was very much um, an artist and a rebel more like a crypto, like a pre-crypto cyberpunk kid. And um, I got into the blockchain space back in 2011 um, when I first learned about Bitcoin in college. Um, I started mining on my two MacBook Pros. Um, back when you could still mine on your laptops, I, um, I read the Bitcoin white paper and it was just so far ahead. I knew it was the future. And um, shortly after that, I started writing articles for this, this magazine based out of Chicago um, called Paper Dolls Magazine. It's, um, it's like a money and models, like a men's magazine. And um, this was back when Bitcoin was about roughly $5 at the time. And um, I was really, really, um, you know, compelled around this idea of, of banking and um, being my own bank and having control over my intellectual property. So um, at the time, I had started this company called Direct Creative Capital, and it was um, it was an artist bank. It was a bank for artists, intellectual property, and um, using store value cards, SBC cards. But um, I ended up moving to L.A. shortly after um, doing that stint with um, that internship for that magazine. And when I moved to L.A., I started participating at the Bitcoin meetups um, in Hollywood and um, got really deep into the um, the Bitcoin movement even in Europe. I moved to Paris um, back in 2014 and um, I had been working on building out an app that could connect in um, Bitcoin and, and using use the blockchain technology before it was, um, you know, really built out how the, the platforms are now, such as Ethereum. Um, so I made some money from trading Bitcoin at the time and found out that 
you know, it was this global phenomenon, but it was still an underground thing, mostly in forums. Um, it was kind of a hush-hush thing. Um, I didn't really tell people what I was doing because either people, they just didn't understand it or, you know, it was like speaking Mandarin um, at the time. So, um, yeah, I I wanted to, um, to do some work around that. So I returned back to the States. And then when I returned to the States, um, I had just had it in my, in my head. I wanted to become the best blockchain developer engineer that I could be. And um, this was like really early um, 2016 when I came back to the U.S. And um, I, I ended up going back to L.A. And, and crazy, crazy enough, um, I worked on an um, application for fashion. And then that application turned into what um, I wrote my first white paper around. And I think Ethereum and, and Bitcoin was hitting there that, that bubble high um, going into 2017. And um, I wrote a white paper around fashion insurance. I had went to BlockCon in Santa Monica. And it was just right around when I, ICOs were really huge. It was all these different ICOs. And um, initially I wanted to do a um a token around fashion insurance and reputation and it was called rack coin and um after i began working on this idea um i started a um well i got a thousand dollar scholarship to consensus academy uh, to study and be a certified ethereum blockchain developer because before that it was really difficult to you know develop smart contracts so um, i wanted to be on the cutting edge of that and then um, shortly after that, I went back to Paris for a stint and uh, worked out the, out of the Ethereum Paris office there, consensus. And um, then when I came back to the U.S., I decided to move to um, San Francisco because I'm originally from Chicago. And um, I had participated in some, some um, blockchain events with Microsoft around uh, blockchain for social good. But um, really, the scene was here in San Francisco. I had applied to um, finance and um, taking on accelerators. But um, yeah, it, it brought me here to San Francisco, where um, I surely became an insight fellow, um, where I decided to kind of pivot my earlier plan of making um, fashion rental insurance and just focus solely on sneakers. But um, I had a really cool experience at GDC where um, I was like, how about I just make it a game? I had always envisioned in my mind um, I wanted to do gaming and, and make a game out of it. But um, mm -hmm. it was after that experience that GDC is where uh, Sneaker Career came into existence in its present form as a virtual sneaker um, fashion asset within games like NBA 2K. And um, that's what I based my demo around. And um, I demoed for Binance Labs, and they really liked my project. They offered me a, um, a paid fellowship for the summer. So I worked on Step 7, which is Binance Evolutionary Proposal number 7. And, um, yeah, I worked on uh, fungible tokens on Binance Chain. And um, shortly after that, decided to, um, to take Sneaker Credit as a, as a startup. Yeah, that's a really cool background. It seems like you had uh, quite a lot of travel as well. 
Um, in terms of fashion, do you have a background in fashion or is it just something that you're passionate about? Yeah, as a kid um, in Chicago, like I mentioned, I, I grew up in Chicago in the 90s, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, just think about that time with, you know, Michael Jordan and sneaker culture, sneakerhead culture came out of the Jordan era. And so I witnessed that. I participated in that. Uh, I was a sneakerhead kid. I would design my own sneakers, the one that would get, you know, the white ones that would get messed up. <laughs> I would paint them. <laughs> I would paint them for other people, turn that into a business. Uh, even in college, I played um, college basketball for DePaul University. All my teammates and the men's basketball team, they wanted me to do their sneakers before the game. And uh, they even made it on TV a few times in the NCAA tournament. So, um, yeah, after, after undergrad, I definitely um, – took a stab at um, several um, designer roles within my own um, company as well as um, designing for other people and being an artistic creative um, person and also a technical person. I worked for um, Jamie Foxx's stylist to help her um, build out her platform um, for um, fashion for stylists. Yeah, that's super cool. Um yeah, I'm a big sneakerhead too. I've always been. I'm actually wearing my Jordans right now as we record this. Um, do you have like a favorite sneaker or favorite brand? Or you know, I will, it's hard for me to just name one. Right, right now I'm wearing Vans um, since I'm in San Francisco. That's California seems to be like Vans country. Vans country, yeah. definitely. But um, yeah, Air Jordan One, I would say is my favorite sneaker. If I had to just pick just one. I'd say um, the Air Jordan one for sure. Yeah, it's crazy how long those have stayed popular too, as uh, within the Jordan brand. I, you know, it's how original they are and how much they originally like built the brand and everything. They just—it's cool how you can take one style of shoe and just completely revamp it in so many different ways, and it just doesn't really seem to lose any luster or value with people. Yeah, actually. Um... I just talked to a friend of mine, Andy, who um, he used to work for Nike and Converse, and he told me about um, early on the Air Jordan 1 didn't sell well, and it was not rare. And, in fact, you can get them very cheaply, and that's why a lot of skater um, culture kind of came out of the Air Jordan 1, like with the SB Dunks, because a lot of the skater kids, they could get them for 30 or or sometimes 20 bucks and, and, and use, use them to skate with. So that's a little-known fact. <laughs> Interesting. They weren't so rare at first. It wasn't until they got re-released that um, they started to become this hype beast grill phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, things definitely happened and changed in sneaker world over the years. Um, but it, it just seems like you're doing something with sneakers right now with the blockchain. Um, and in terms of a sneaker cred. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure, yeah. Um, So the natural progression of of sneaker cred um, is that you have all these people who collect sneakers and they don't even wear them, right? Right. Um, So the idea is that people have hundreds, if not thousands, of sneakers that they don't even wear. So um, what we decided to do is that we create a virtual sneaker um, token object collectible. And um, it mimics the same market, um, secondary market. So we launched our um, our initial sneaker drop number one, Valentine's Day 
um, of 2020. And, um, you know, immediately all the crypto whales that are collectors, they started um, instantly speculating and flipping sneakers. It was wild. Um, some we sold um, for like about four E. There was a bidding war going on. It was happening <laughs> like very, very quickly on OpenSea. As soon as they dropped, people began buying up the best ones, the more rare ones. Um, were like the all white ones, the all black ones, and all the all red ones. Um, and now a few few are even being resold for as high up as 100 ETH, 50 ETH, 25 ETH. And um, yeah, it's really uh, uncanny how it's mimicking the real real sneaker world. Yeah, that is, that's really cool. It's cool to see that um, type of uh, volume and interest on the blockchain too. Are you guys? So are you guys tokenizing like individual sneakers or are you uh, kind of tokenizing like unique designs for sneakers? Yeah, so currently in our present phase one, um, we're tokenizing unique sneaker designs. And um, there is a phase where we will, um, you know, create bespoke tokenized sneakers of um our original East Arium sneaker token. Um, we call it the OG, OG blanks. Because it goes back to early on when um, when I was a kid, we would take the all-white sneakers and um, just the Air Force Ones or the high tops and just and just paint them and, and recreate a whole canvas using that blank. So that's what we do at Sneaker Clear. We give you the opportunity to design your own sneaker. And you can sell it, and um, we do a, a profit share, a profit split, and um, yeah, we have twenty three influencers that um, we signed to um, to bonus deals, and um, yeah, that's what sets us apart from um, the others. Is that we're an open source platform for designers mm-hmm. who may not get a shot at Nike. Like, not everybody's going to be Kanye West or Virgil Abloh, right? Right. Um, some people are really dope designers, but they're not going to get their shot at designing the next Jordan or, um, you know, Nike brand. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty rare to, to get that kind of gig to be like Virgil or Kanye or any of these celebrities that kind of can have their Super own brands. Super rare. Exactly. Um and a lot of that has to do with connections they already have. And, you know, it doesn't create a lot of opportunity for um, many smaller individuals anyways. Um, but it sounds like you guys are creating a sort of provenance for sneaker designs where it almost seems like you can um, allow someone to create that provenance and then be able to uh, sell it or license it out to, like Nike or Adidas or some other major brands. Is that kind of like what your guys' long-term mission is? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we don't want to be tied to any one blockchain. We're chain agnostic as well as brand agnostic. So um, we see ourselves as a platform where designers can come and build up a following, make money from their designs, right? Because normally you just post on Instagram or Behance or Dribble. And people like and, you know, they give you kudos, but it's hard as a designer to actually make money from your art, from your talent, from your skill set. So, um, you know, having both the artist and technical background, um, I see a market, product market fit 
as well as the opportunity to even craft new designs of sneakers themselves as we get to our phase five. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a really good idea too. Um, and these are ERC-721 tokens, I assume? Yeah, so uh, the original demo for Sneaker Crab was ERC-1155, mm-hmm. which allows for um, multiple mint batch. And um, it's just easier on gas fees. Um, there's a lot of um, you know pros to using a 1155 over 721s, but... Um, yeah, the first the first two runs we did at seven twenty one, but um, you know as we build out our own store, um, it's based off of the eleven fifty five standard. Okay, got it. Because we see we see ourselves as being a plug inable virtual asset to, to the metaverse. So there's this there's this concept, this idea that comes from. Have you seen Ready Player One? Oh yeah. Yeah, so um, we're helping to build a metaverse. And in the metaverse, people want to be just as fly and dope as they are in their real lives. You want to be self-expressed in your virtual life. And that's what we do at Sneaker Cred. We allow you to be just as swagged out in your digital virtual life as you are in your um, your physical um, sneakerhead life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's actually funny that you bring up one, uh, Ready Player One because we actually had... Um, Tesla suit on the podcast a few weeks ago, um, which is the same suit that they used um, in the actual movie. So that that was actually a cool um, a cool episode. It's called Tesla suit. Yeah, it's called Tesla suit. Dope, dope. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, speaking of the metaverse and everything, um, have you guys looked at allowing people like in world? in like some of the decentralized platforms like Decentraland or Crypto Voxels um, or some of the other ones to to utilize um, sneaker cred and allow that in-world usability as like um, as like an item or something you could wear on your avatar or, or something along um, those lines. Yeah, um, so currently in our phase one, um, we are moving toward um, those types of collaboration and partnerships. I just got back from NFT NYC and um, chopped it up and met with um, a lot of those guys. And they were really excited about sneaker creator integration. I'm super ecstatic about it. I think that's the next evolution of sneaker creator is obviously how we built it. Was that there's these booths that allow for in-game play mm-hmm. that once plugged in, um, the metadata reads out and you have Enchanted booths, um, speed booths, um, in some instances, um, you know, we have certain sneaker cred uh, branded booths that um, allow for different types of gameplay within um, the different metaverse, crypto voxels, Decentraland. These are all integrations that we are planning to par- partner with in phase three. Yeah, it'd be super cool. I'm actually a moderator for crypto voxels, and I know um, the creator and uh, lead dev. Uh, Ben Nolan pretty well. And I know that they we just started doing wearables for your avatar and it, that's kind of gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really fun. Yeah, um, but no, no disrespect though. Some of the sneakers, they're just black blobs or a polygon <laughs> or a gray fake um, Converse sneaker, right? So right. we definitely want to um, to help folks step up their, their sneaker games with 
within uh, within the virtual VR AR landscape. Yeah, I I definitely need to sneak uh, step up my sneaker game in the metaverse. It's uh, I'm I'm completely barefoot right now. There's no options. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to give you an intro at some point. That'd be awesome. I would definitely need to. I need totally. some better kicks in the world. Totally. So. Yeah, hook it up, man. Hook it up. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are in. You said phase one, correct? That's correct. How many phases do you guys have planned out, or what's your roadmap look like? Yeah. So um, right now we currently have about five phases. Um, right now we're transitioning into phase two which is um you know ease ease of use for non-crypto um folks who would like to uh, participate in sneaker credit and that comes down to you know cleaner uh transactions for debit card and um right now we're integrating in with um a couple of different methods to help people be able to just come in and just just buy the thing out outright and have ownership of it, um, you know, in, 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 the, in a different type of custody. So that's currently the phase we're in now, it's phase two. It's credit card, debit card payments, Apple Pay, um, Stripe, um, you know, PayPal, things of that nature. Right. Are you guys primarily um, hosting it on OpenSea or do you guys do it through your website or where do you guys see the most traffic? Yeah, we have both. Um, so just right now, we see the most traffic. It's a mixture. Um, we get our own unique traffic from our advertising and our, you know, tweet, tweet storms and um, different networking events. I went out to NFC NYC. I went to NBA All-Star Weekend. And, um, yeah, I think that what's happening in crypto is in order for us to get user traction, we need to get the non-crypto user using non-fungible things. And um, in order to do that, we need to make it easier for them to not only get access to crypto, but just making the transaction much more cleaner and what they're used to, like with the, let's just say, Cash App or Venmo. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to get to a much more simpler um, user flow. And we're still in that limit coin phase. Have you seen that? Um, <laughs> That parody, that comedy, uh, that's my YouTube, that's a YouTube clip about the dawn of the daps. So, um, yeah, I've seen yeah, a lot of stuff on that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're overcoming right now is the MetaFox, Meta, MetaMask, and um, ACH, Bank um, Connectivity, and Coinbase, and, and all of these different steps that the normal average user just, they don't have the motivation for that. It's too much friction. Yeah, I mean, for for the educated person in the blockchain space, I mean, I love MetaMask and I love Coinbase and I'm totally fine with right. that medium. But I mean, yeah, for the average person, it's a headache to go through and to set up. And at the same time, like the whole onboarding process is still in its infancy. Um, and yeah, there's some strides in that. But I mean, it's definitely something that's holding back the space from allowing the ordinary person to like overflow in into the dApp world and into these blockchains and different platforms and whatnot. So. Hopefully, hopefully we get that yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's that's what we see is is our current phase we're in now. Um, phase three would be um, integration, collaboration, and um, and partnerships. And um, phase four, we plan to do a sneaker DAO, and um, 
also um, in phase five is where we plan to run contests from um, our influencers to actually make a limited run of, of, of actual physical sneakers. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you mentioned NFT NYC. How was that actually? Because I've been wanting to go for a while. Um, <laughs> I just haven't made it out to one yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went out. I spoke on the panel for Digital Collectibles going mainstream, and um, you know, I was I was really surprised at the level of um, you know panelists. They really brought in everybody. They had um, Katie Tebman from NBA 2K and. She brought in a panel about um, NFL and NBA and, and, and what they're doing with NBA Top Shot. Um, you know, they even talked about, they spoke on the Nike patent with Crypto Kicks. Jim was really um, voiceful about how he felt and how a lot of us feel from the space about, um, about Nike following this patent that is really broad-reaching and um basically um kind of taking over a lot of claims that have prior art claims to prior art myself mm-hmm. included um so it was it was it was a great mix of both um even down to the ar and vr and and, and 3d worlds and um the legal aspects of nfts and media aspects of because the nft could be anything at this point it could be like a cd or it could be you know a mm-hmm. license to land or um, you know, a space in Central Land, it or it could be a sneaker. So I'm partial to um, things that I feel like are going to bring a lar- large usability and large user base. So I'm partial to sneakers that's collectible. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know with NFTs, there's a whole bunch of uh, legal concerns as well. That I mean, obviously, a lot of agencies don't really know how to handle that yet. But I mean, if you look at like uh, ENS domains, for example, like dot ether domains. I mean, there's all kinds of issues like with ICANN and with trademarks and, um, and that's just one example, but I mean, NFTs are really interesting when you dig into them and they, while they do have a lot of potential legal problems or complications, they also create a lot of solutions. So I'm hoping that we can get some like actual laws passed, you know, some legislation that would help like uh, g- give some more guidance on what you can and can't do with that. Just so slow. Yeah, I think that um, NFTs are. I describe it as we're already on a front, like a cutting edge technology, and NFTs and in, in particular gaming NFTs, right, are uh, even more niche. So to, to get people to wrap their minds around digital assets and digital collectibles, um, you know, it takes some some hand holding, but I think that this is the next revolution of media, um, and um, I think that this medium will start to begin to reveal what its use cases and what it's most useful for as we continue to develop one in, in this platform in the future. Yeah, you know, blockchain, a lot of people also believe that it's, you know, a next layer for the internet and in some ways, um, new form of a social media or social platforms with all the things you can do and all the different ways you can interact. Um, so yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how everything shakes out. Yeah. I always describe it to people who want to um, know about web three and blockchain is it's a built in web. It's a built in value layer for the web. Yeah. It de- yeah. It definitely is a built in value layer. Um, we'll, we'll see tons of 
different developments in this space as, as we go. I mean, one thing that really holds it back is the onboarding process with ordinary people and then the lack of guidance coming out um, from lawmakers. That, that also really holds things back. But it, it's, it's pretty cool to see how much progress the space has made and is continue, continuing to make, um, you know, despite, oh, yeah. despite markets yeah. and crazy things in the world. Yeah, I think that um, the more of us that can be educational in our products and um, just onboarding the average everyday person to something that is so personal to them that they can form an emotional connection with. Because if you think about it, people have these emotional connections to video game assets and, and pixels, right? Um, mm-hmm. People do, they have formed, you know, a connection and attachment to um, to digital virtual items or virtual things so the next progression is to actually want to own those assets outside of the game and, and represent your physical your digital life just as you do in your physical one yeah yeah totally agree um so we're actually coming up towards the end of the podcast so i kind of want to open it up at the end for you is there any um updates or things you want the audience to be aware of whether it's uh, sneaker cred or other things you're working on um go for it um, so what we're working on currently is um, a customization module that allows you to actually go in and um, play around with your own sneaker combinations if you purchase a, um, a OG blank token, one of the triple whites. We only minted 23 of those, so they're meant to be a, um, a blueprint to, um, to design your own sneakers. And um, we're also putting out a $1,000 bounty for any designers who want to come in and, and um, help design the next um, version of our next sneaker drop. Um, we're going to be putting up a, a calendar and a counter countdown to the next sneaker drop. Um, so far, we've, we've generated about 16.6 ETH, and um, people who are reselling their sneaker tokens made up to like $2,500 reselling them. So it, it seems to be um, very much so mirror, mirroring and mimicking the, the sneaker market, which is we wanted to prove that theory, that thesis. And um, yeah, it seems to be coming to self. So yeah, um, grab these first generation um, sneaker credit tokens. They're, they're in the OpenSea marketplace. They're also on our website, um, sneakercred.com. And, um, you know, we want to basically decentralize um, sneaker design and, and sneaker fashion and give people the opportunity to ex- and outlet to express themselves and also make money. So that's, that's what we, that's our sentiment because the team, we just had an all hands meeting today about, um, a lot of things about bringing people in. We see that the major hurdle is that, um, sure. The, the crypto people, they know how to go to OpenSea. They know how to, um, you know, buy ETH or, you know, transfers and, and that's the easy part. The hard part is communicating this to folks who don't necessarily understand but want to understand. And um, we want to provide that, that that bridge and be a, um, you know, onboarding platform for people who are collectors in their physical life, but, you know, you can collect things in your your physical life and mirror it in your digital life as well. Yeah, I'm, totally, I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like it's going to be really cool once you guys um, get everything done and sorted out. 
Um, how, how can people follow and learn more about what you guys are doing? Do you guys have social media or is the web, the website, the best place to go? Yeah, we have social media, um, on Twitter, we're sneaker cred. Um, we're still in our Silicon Valley stage where, uh, we're in an incubator currently right now. And, um, you know, a large, a large part of it is ideation around whether it's sneaker with the R or with the ER. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you can find us both at sneaker cred on Twitter. Um, and then on, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, and, um, Instagram, you can find us also under Sneaker Inc. Awesome. I'll be sure to put a bunch of links in the description uh, below the episode so people can uh, check it out pretty quickly. Um, Casimir, Cash, thanks for <laughs> taking the time to come on and everything um, and share what you're doing and the space and um, with like Sneaker Cred, which I think is super cool. Um, and for putting in the time to help grow the space as well. Really appreciate it. I think my audience will um, definitely enjoy hearing your story and everything you're doing. So again, thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate talking to you um, today. It's been a powerful episode. Yeah, it's going to be a great episode. I'll, I'll have it out uh, I'll have it out pretty soon. Um, but, but anyways, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Um you want to make some connections and um, yeah, I'm willing to talk and yeah. love to make some partnerships and integrations. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do an introduction to, uh, to Ben as well with crypto voxels and you guys can go back and forth when you're ready. And so I think that'd be a really cool integration. Yeah. That, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, cool. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. All right. See ya. Bye.